you have the power to read people in a split second? Does it require any unique abilities? We have no means of knowing if someone is watching us or reading our behaviors. Face reading can help you in detecting and resolving that issue. Dr. Snyder will discuss all about face reading. He'll talk about how to interpret purposes lines and how to protect oneself from dark triads. Stay tuned and don't miss out. As of now, everything we're doing is in Las Vegas. It's the easiest place in the country to get to. Uh, the Orleans is easily one of the most uh, affordable locations, and uh, they took they take a real good care of us uh, when they're there. When we're there, so we we really want you to come out and see with us. Okay, uh, so let's see here. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump back from the PowerPoint to my face to face with you. And you guys, uh, what questions do you guys have? You want to pick up with back with the emotional map of the face? Or do you want to do something else? Okay. So we left off at what well, we left off at bitterness, uh, over nurturing and um, disappointment, right? So now one of the things I want to caution you against, there's two markings that people often can confuse one for the other. The disappointment marking is a wrinkle that descends down from the corner of the mouth, okay? Disappointment is a wrinkle that should not be, and you'll learn about this in uh, either face reading one, the end of face reading one or face reading two, um, that should not be con uh, confused with a downturned mouth, which is a little, which means something else. Okay, so again, if it's a wrinkle that descends down from the corner of the mouth, you're looking at disappointment. If it's a downturned mouth, in other words, the corners of the mouth themselves are turned down, now you're looking at um, actually more of a pessimistic outlook. Okay. Uh, Rich Wealthy is asking, can you speak about guilt, shame, and fear? Of course I can. Of course I can. Um, and I will. So let's go jump back to our, our face stuff. Where, where, where is that? Oh, I closed it. Huh. There we are. Um, let me try that again. There we go. All right. So back to the face. So we've covered the first half of the face, right? We've covered skepticism, joy, sadness, sorrow, grief, humor, bitterness. We've covered over nurturing. We've covered disappointment. We've covered humor. We've covered bitterness. Um, we've also talked a little bit about uh, mania or hyperactivity. Next one I want to talk about is what we call fear. Fear manifests on the chin. Now, if you go back to this map I showed you earlier, you'll see that the chin itself is related to the organ of the kidney. Now the, the, the kidney organ, as well as the bladder are both related to what we call the water element. And again, you don't need to understand elements to do the system I'm teaching you. If you're doing it classically, it, it helps, right? So this is what we call a water area of the face. And what's interesting about it is that the, the characteristics and correspondences of this particular body segment or body location are the willpower and fear. So one of the things you'll notice if people who have a lot of adrenal fatigue, people who um, have a lot of knee pains, things of that nature, these are all areas of the body that the kidney meridian, the kidney, the kidney energy system runs through. So when people are holding on to a lot of fear, that fear energy will migrate to water element locations in the body. One of which is the forehead. Another is the chin. And so the chin is where fear tends to show up. And when I'm talking about fear, I'm talking about repressed fear, people who are in a chronic state of fearfulness that is always just below the surface. Now, the problem with my have with this diagram is that it shows, it shows these markings as like wrinkles. And clinically, that's not how I see fear manifesting. When I see fear, and I do see fear on the chin, but when I see it, I see it more like little dimples, like little dots. Now these dots will tend to show up when somebody is actively in a fearful state.
But if you meet somebody who's not in an obviously fearful state and these markings are there, what you're seeing is somebody who's repressed a lot of fear somewhere in their body and it's marking on their chin, okay? And so um, when you see this, understand that you're probably gonna be dealing with some kind of childhood abuse or trauma, social phobias, things like that, but it's longstanding, okay? Does that make sense? Does Chinese medicine and face reading work differently or less reliably in reading psychopaths? No, you just read different things. Psychopaths uh, and sociopaths specifically. By the way, there is no such thing as a, a clinical definition in the, uh, in the DSMV-5 um, of a psychopath. Psychopath just means mentally ill. So mentally ill can be just about anything from OCD to uh, extreme neurosis, right? Or dissociative identity disorder. So psychopathy is really not a workable diagnosis, okay? When we talk, when we're talking about predatory personalities. We're talking about the classical narcissistic personality disorder. We're, we're talking about Machiavellians. Uh, we're talking about sociopathic people. Um, and then when those things manifest together, they're known as a dark triad. And we have, we have actually have a whole mini course that we did to our, for our private YouTube people um, on how to create, how to, how to catch liars, cheaters, and other narcissistic a-holes. Um, so if you're a member of our platinum group, our level or higher, our platinum YouTube membership program, uh, those videos, the part one and two are both available in your, uh, your platinum members area. You can go look, you can go watch those videos and we show you all the deception indicators or common tactics, things of that nature. We can touch on it a little bit here when we get to the, the Shen part, but to answer your question, Kate, um, when we look for sociopaths, we're looking in the eyes almost, almost completely. And I'll show you again, it'll take me a few minutes to find the pictures. Cause again, I wasn't prepared to go that direction today. Um, but if you'll bear with me while I look for the pictures, I'm happy to show you what some of these things look like. Okay. And keep in mind, there's other things you've got to, uh, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to factor in just like no single behavioral cue means anything. Just cause someone has a lazy eye doesn't necessarily mean they're a psychopath or a sociopath. Right. Um, so Armada says, I don't have an account yet. And I don't know how to make one. Go to the community tab and it should be a link there for, um, for creating whatever. There's three levels to it. Um, and I'm sure if you ask, reach out to Stephanie or Brandon, they can help you with that. Yes, people's traits change based on the emotions that they're processing. Okay, so we're at fear, right? The next one we go up is actually one of the, the better lines. This is, again, one of those occasions where there's actually some good lines that we want to have. This one starts from the corner of the Alanazi. Uh, and it works down towards the corner of the mouth. And among all the many lines that can manifest on the face, this is one of the ones we want. These are called purpose lines, or in some cases, uh, the Chinese term is fa ling. Okay. Um, these lines tend to show up when we are doing things that are in harmony with our golden path, that are in harmony with what brings more spirit into our bodies, they're an indication that we're doing our life's work, or at least we're closer to our life's work than the average bear, right? Uh, the Chinese used to say, if you, if you reach the age of 50 and you don't have these, you're in trouble, right? So uh, the Chinese say, you, you know, you're, you're never closer to your original face than when you're born. And by the time you reach the age of 50, you've got the face you deserve. So they're a little bit uh, negative. Well, I would say negative, but they're a little bit catty that way. Uh, okay, but when you have these lines, it shows that you're, and again, going back to um, this idea of public versus private, we divide the face down the center, the right side of the face equals your public face. The left side of your face equals your private. So if we look at these, these purpose lines, if we look at these purpose lines and they're obviously more developed on the public side, we can deduce that this person is in a career path that is in harmony with their golden path, their, their, their destiny or the mission that they came to earth to fulfill. We can also extrapolate that their home life isn't nearly as satisfying or healthy for them as what they need. 
We can also extrapolate the op the, the reverse. If somebody's got a, a a very strong purpose line on their private side, but a very faint one or a very short one on their public side, we could extrapolate that at home, they're living a life they love. If they're, but their job is, is not fulfilling them. It's not moving them forward. So if your face looks like a prune, it means you need to drink a whole lot more water and you got a lot of work to do. But if you do the work, Miss T, those wrinkles will fade. Now, there's a, a lady named Kelly who works with my teacher, Lillian. And um, she, they show pictures of, of, uh, of Kelly 20 years ago when she started doing face reading. And they put a picture to her that was taken like last year. And she looks 20 years younger. And she's done nothing but clear up her own shit. Do I have a purpose line? Yes, I do. I have a couple. Might, hard, might be hard to see with the lighting, but yes. And my purpose lines tend to get bigger when I teach. Okay, so questions about um, following lines or purpose lines before I move on. For those of you who have questions for Stephanie, you can reach her at stephanie at nlppower.com. And you can go to http colon backslash www.nlppower.com forward slash face for those of you who, again, in case our YouTubers didn't catch that. Yeah, one of the things that happens is, is the face is face accumulates wrinkles uh, based on the degree of emotional toxicity that we're holding in our body. As we unpack the emotions marked on the face, those wrinkles will disappear. Herman Sege says, I'm 32, but don't have any purpose lines. Okay, is the job you're doing fulfilling you? If it's not, you need to start exploring yourself. Yeah, Lady Tina says, yeah, like reverse the process. Yes, it's really, it's, it's weird. It's the, it's the one of the weirdest, and in Planet David, weird is kind of the, the word of the day. But when you see this happen, and it happens over Zoom. I was working with a lady one time, and we were, and, and she, had, she had led a life where basically her entire family had just, repressed her. Every time she wanted to express herself, they told her she wasn't, she was stupid. She was dumb. That was, it would never work all these things. And when, and when we started the, um, we started this, the session, she had, she had relatively thick eyebrows, but like it was flat up here. Right. And as we're going through the process and we're clearing all her stuff, at some point we clear this, we clear this one thing. I look up and she's got like a Franken brow. It's like her, she literally grew bone in the space of like two minutes. It just popped out like a turkey baster. Like one of those turkey thermostats pop out. Like when the turkey's done, it was the craziest thing I ever seen. And, but don't take my word for it. There are seasoned experienced face readers uh, on the chats here who've experienced the exact same thing. Ask them to tell you their stories. Robert says, I have purpose lines and they're both pretty big. Sweet. Good job, Robert. Or Simon, Robert. Uh, do you like, you like Simon? Do you like Robert? Do you like, what do you like? Um, some people refer to them as laugh lines. Uh, the Chinese refer to them, I think that, I think the technical term is falling. Falling. Uh, I call them purpose lines because to me, that's what they indicate. And generally speaking, uh, if you're on track with your life, you tend to smile a whole lot more. So there tends to be a whole lot more joy in what you're doing. So uh, moving forward, um, we're going to get into some lines that, again, don't take these the wrong way. Um, if you if you look at the face from a side view, I don't know if you can. I don't know if I can zoom in. Let me see if I can zoom in on my face. Oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, darn it. Um, hold on a second. I clicked the wrong button. Let me see. I want to see if I can zoom in. It's not going to let me. No, it's not going to let me zoom in. Oh, yes, it can. Okay, good. So, there you go. Okay. So, now I don't know if you can see, but I have some lines like right in front of my ears, right here. They're like little wrinkles, they almost like little gills. I don't know if you can see them. Okay. Those are what we call auditory intuition lines. And auditory intuition lines are actually a result of a form of PTSD. Uh, it's technically, it's, um, 
Hold on a second, let me move my, my zoomer back here. Okay. All right, so, so what happens with people with these auditory intuition lines is that these people grew up in a less than safe environment. They grew up in an environment where people constant, they had to constantly listen between the lines to figure out what mood someone was in, um, to figure out what might set them off. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know how when you kind of have to walk on eggshells all the time and really pay attention to what people are saying and how they're saying it so you know what not to say? You guys know what I'm talking about? If you understand what I'm talking about, type that in the chat. Okay, cool. Um, so when you see people with these lines, they have really good bullshit detectors. People with this marking tend to develop the ability to read between the lines, to hear what's not being said. The technical term I think is subtext, right? They can, they can, they, the incongruent, especially auditory incongruities tend to just jump right out at them. And so I call them good bullshit detectors, but it actually, and it's a great skill and it's a great characteristic later on in life but it doesn't start out that way. It starts as a self-protection mechanism for people growing up in very threatening um, and dangerous environments where you had to be really careful about what you said and who you said it to. You know, um, Lillian talked about, and I can relate to this really, really well. She could tell when her husband got home by the way he closed the car door, what mood he was in. Right. His ability, her ability to and she has these lines in spades. Most good therapists do, by the way. Um, but a lot of good lawyers have this. Um, a lot of coaches have this good salespeople. Um, but it doesn't start off as it's one of those. It's one of those kind of diamond. You know, it starts off as being this lump of carbon crap that you have to deal with. And then later on, as you evolve and you move out of those environments, if you do it becomes a really powerful superpower, like a really useful superpower to have where you can just listen to people and, and you know they're lying to you. You just can hear it in, in their voice and the incongruities. So it's really, really useful. Yes, like children growing up with alcoholic parents, very common, very common, because you never know what's gonna set them off, right? And that's, again, something I want you guys to be um, very aware of. Let me find, my whiteboard disappeared again, darn it. Hold on a second. Okay. So that's really useful. But here's, here's the, uh, the flip side to this. The location of where this particular marking is, is over the triple warmer gallbladder area um, of the face. And the triple warmer is part of the, the meridian system that controls water metabolism in the body. This can also, this marking can also indicate a tendency towards water metabolism issues, specifically dehydration. Now, here's um, why this is important, because this is what happened with me. Some of you may resonate with this. If you have this marking, okay, there is a tendency, not in addition to being very good at catching liars and bullshit artists and things like that, there's a tendency towards dehydration, okay? So people with this tendency, uh, when they're aware of it, tend to drink a lot more fluids. Now, the problem with that is, is that the more fluids you drink, the more electrolytes you tend to flush out of your body because we replenish the water, but we don't replenish the electrolytes. And when you have a lack of potassium and magnesium and other trace minerals in your body, you start to develop heart palpitations and it can often manifest in what we, we often misconstrue as panic attacks. So if you have these markings and you also tend to have heart palpitations or what you think are panic attacks, there's a good chance that what you're dealing with is an electrolyte deficiency due to dehydration and drinking too much water and not replenishing those trace minerals. So I bring this up because I figured this out on my own. Um, individually, I figured out that a lot of my heart palpitations were actually because of a lack of electrolytes. And so when I actually put the electrolytes back into my diet, I started supplementing with them. The palpitations almost went away, went away almost practically overnight. And they didn't come back as long as I kept my electrolyte balance up. But then I realized I knew I had water metabolism issues from a long time ago, but I never correlated this marking with this because of the electrolyte connection. So if you have these markings and you tend to experience rapid heartbeats, tachycardia, right? Irregular heartbeats. 
what's your electrolyte balance look like? You might want to start considering, you know, go to a physician first and experiment with supplementing. If you drink a lot of caffeine, which has a diuretic effect, you can also kind of promote that, uh, that dehydration process. You can facilitate it. Okay. So again, just a little fun factoid, you, uh, you know, check with your physician before, you know, making any diagnoses or anything like that. Valerie's asking, can it also be just an environment where the person just wants to say the right thing? So yes, hundred percent. Again, any place where you have to pay extra special attention to what is said and how it is interpreted, these markings will develop. It's a form of hypervigilance. The technical term is auditory hypervigilance. Okay. It seems like a lot of people have this. True, not true. Type in the chat if you got this. Did we lose? Are we people are not typing? Did I lose you all? If you're here, type I'm here in the chat. Damn it. I don't know, says, oh, I feel attacked. I don't know what you're feeling attacked from, but that's all right. Uh, let's see here. So our YouTubers are having fun over there. All right. There's Brent, cool. All right. All right, our Zoomers are just kind of hanging out. I joined a lot. Hi, Nathan. Welcome. Spiritual says I'm here. Good, good, good. Okay, cool. All right. Moving on. Um, <clears throat> so we've got purpose lines, auditory intuition. Another line you want to pay attention to. And again, I, I've, ah, I'm going to have to show you my ear again. Okay. So hold on a second. Okay. So on this one, All right, so if you, can, if you can, hold on a second. Okay, if you look very carefully, you'll see little tiny wrinkles in my earlobe, right? Here, right on the lobe itself. Those, lo those markings indicate blood pressure irregularities. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you have high blood pressure. Uh, let me put the picture back up. There we go. Okay, so I'll, I'll use this side over here so you can see a little bit better. So the markings, look like little wrinkles in the earlobe, right? Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two. These indicate that you, have, you tend to have erratic blood pressure. So sometimes your blood pressure is high, sometimes your blood pressure is low. The other psycho, psychological characteristic that goes along, and I have this in spades, by the way, is an, a tendency to be overreactive to shocks and, and surprises. So like, for example, let's say, let's say I'm walking down a hallway and one of my friends jumps out and tries to surprise me, right? And let's say the normal level of surprise that I would have gotten would be a six. If I have these markings, it'll probably shoot up to a nine and I'll probably pee myself. Okay. So when, when, when you have these, these, these markings, you, sometimes you have high blood pressure. Sometimes you have really low blood pressure. It's just a very dysregulated, um, you just go to extremes, right? Um, and so you have to be careful with, you have these lines, um, spend more time meditating, spend more time, uh, clearing your stuff, um, and just a, becoming a little bit more mindful and present and uh, make sure you watch your diet and get enough exercise uh, just to keep your cardiovascular system healthy, okay? Uh, is that useful? If you think it's useful, type it in the chat. 
Okay, so my Zoomers, I apologize because for some mysterious reason, like Zoom doesn't like to tell me you're actually responding. It'll just it'll just archive all your little responses on a little red tag in the lower right hand corner, and it doesn't show me them unless I actually click on it. So I'm not sure what's going on with Zoom. And Miss T says the mouse starts out. Yeah, that'll do it. Alan says I'm taking notes here too. Cool. Linus of guys says yes, mixed with O plus O positive blood, I startle hard. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. We're, we're, we're on track. Okay. The next one I want to talk about, and interestingly, as, as common as this phenomena is, I don't see this marking as often as I expected to. And that marking is a diagonal line that starts at the outer canvas and moves towards the nose. This is pain. Now, this could be physical pain or it could be emotional pain. I see this more often in, in cases of chronic or, or acute physical pain than I do emotional pain. But if you see somebody who is in no obvious physical distress and you see these markings, once again, they've, they've have a lot of internal suffering that they're holding on to. And so you wanna, again, as a therapist, if I'm using face reading as part of my clinical applications, um, depending on what they're coming to see me for, I may want to unpack that. Now, on a more Machiavellian perspective, I know that if somebody has deep markings here, deep markings here, that they are easily leveraged through the trait of sadness by talking about how they'll miss out on things, how they'll lose out on things. Um, they may not show it, but they will act on it. So again, for all the traits I'm showing you, there is the therapeutic side, the, the healer side, the, and then there's the influence tool side. Each of these emotional markings teach you about what has the most psychological leverage in a person's world. Kit James asks, is the suspicion line good or bad? Neither. Uh, skepticism is usually a protective mechanism that has developed as a way to, to, to protect the person from getting taken advantage of. So in the long term, it's good. And as long as you can provide the skeptical person with the evidence they need to believe you, then you're okay. Where skepticism can kind of screw you up is if you have a viable solution to something and you present it to them in a way that they can't prove it, uh, they may not be 100% in your camp until they have the experience of it working for them, right? Which is why I, I developed a lot of the technologies that I developed. You see, one of the problems that we have and maybe you guys can speak to this, you know, because you, you're you're part of that pro that 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 public. You know, so many of us on the internet are inundated with messages from people who are just plain full of shit, right? They're selling you snake oil. They're selling you a lick and a promise, as we say in the on the more um, naughty side of the world, right? Uh, and they'll say, well, if you just believe it, it'll work. Well, what if that's the problem? What if you, you just can't bring yourself to believe it? Are you now stuck? Well, you know, cars work whether you believe in them or not. Airplanes work whether you believe in them or not. So there has to be a level of reality that is largely not so dependent on our belief systems. Now, don't get me wrong. Beliefs are important. Beliefs are powerful. But some things are true. Some things work whether you believe in them or not. Right. And so one of the things that, that we do here at Planet David is we say belief is not necessary. Following the instructions is right. We just we distill everything we do down to a mechanical process that anybody can do. And if they do it with the right mindset, which is not about belief, but absorption and focus is very different. If they do it, you'll get a result. Right. Because I think we need something that we can test. We have to be able to test the things that we're taught, 
to prove whether they have merit or not. And if someone's not, not willing to share something that you, they can, that's useful right off the bat, that would raise my skepticism a lot, right? But if I can take something off a YouTube video, apply it to my life, and all of a sudden my life changes or, or an aspect that's been bothering me gets a whole lot better, I'm gonna have a lot more faith in that person because I had a direct experience. And so these are things, everything I'm teaching you is not about belief. It's about just doing the shit and getting it done and, and, and calibrating if it works for you. So is skepticism good or bad? No, it's ultimately it's good, but sometimes it keeps us from actively engaging in a process that may help us simply because we're not willing to believe it'll work, right? So I think in the long run, it's a good thing. I'm skeptical of pretty much everyone in my industry. I know that's not gonna make me popular with some of my peers, but um, I find that a healthy dose of skepticism and skepticism, by the way, should be contrast with being a believer. Uh, and I think Bill Bankston said this best. He was once, uh, Bill Bankston is the guy who created uh, the Bankston Energy Healing System. He has more confirmed cures of healing and curing rats of cancer than any other energy healing system on the planet in double blind laboratory controlled trials. He once did a, a, a lecture for the Society of Skeptics. And he stood up in front of that entire room and he says, I love skeptics. It's believers I can't stand. Believers bother me. You guys are all believers. You bother me. And every room in the, every person in the room who was there with a skeptic badge on said, what do you mean? This is the International Society of Skeptics Society. He goes, no, no, you guys have already decided that what I'm about to teach you is bullshit. That makes you a believer. Skeptic is someone who hasn't made up his mind yet, Right. And that to me was probably one of the most profound explanations of one word being hijacked for another purpose, right? Um, what's with the indentations on your forehead? Don't know what that means, but anyway. All right, so moving on, getting back to this. So here we go. Uh, one of the cooler lines that you can have is called a transformation line. Transformation line starts at about the hairline, usually right around the eyebrow line, and then it starts to travel upward. Kind of like, um, like a rising sun. These lines usually appear as a result of somebody who's gone through a long dark night of the soul and has some sort of spiritual awakening some transformation of their identity that leaves them currently, they can't go back to the way they were. They have some insight, some personal enlightenment or satori, that epiphany that results in a transformation that is systemic in them. And so when that happens, you'll start to develop these, these, these lines that tend to radiate up from around the third eye area, okay? So these are called transformation lines. Now, the next few lines we're going to talk about come in, in uh, threes. We're going to start with three. Or actually, we'll start with two. When you see a double wrinkle, some people are asking about guilt and shame. If you, um, you can measure guilt and shame, I mean, this, this is not on the map, so I'll have to show this to you. Guilt and or shame often manifest as extra skin between the eyebrows. Okay, so if there's extra fleshiness between the eyebrows, this tends to be someone who has a little bit more repressed shame or guilt. Okay, if it's very thin, I mean, if it, I, I'm really thin here, which is surprising because I'm like the poster child for guilt and shame, but, um, but yeah. So if you can pinch that and there's a little extra flesh in there, there's probably some repressed guilt and shame that needs unpacking. When you see two lines, like on the screen here, this is somebody who has a tendency towards impatience. They have a tendency towards annoyance and irritation. They don't like, to, you know, when, when they're at the stoplight, the light is turning uh, uh, red and they're already gunning the engine, waiting for it to turn, to turn green, okay? These people will tend to be a little bit more, um, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are we there yet? Because um, this is a liver area. So liver area tends to be the, the get it done uh, energy in the body. When you see one line, let me just uh, make this a big, thick line for people. When you see a 
big thick line down the center, right? This is called a suspended needle or a suspended sword. Now this is very important because again, this area goes, if you look at our diagram over here, this area of the body corresponds to the liver area. The liver area is the get it done energy. It's the energy that's focused on achievement and getting things done yesterday. So when you see people, it's also the energy most, most closely associated with anger and resentment. So when you see people with a big old line between the eyebrows, what you're seeing is a blockage to their personal power that is a result of anger directed at a father figure. Okay, so let me, let me extrapolate on this. Does everybody see the marking I'm talking about? Sometimes it's a really small one. You know, sometimes the marking is, is no bigger than this, right? Sometimes it's massive. Like I have one, one of my associates has a massive marking right down the center, just like this. We call his suspended bazooka, right? Now, why, why is this important? And why do we need to get rid of it? Remember what I said about the liver energy, the wood energy of the body being the get it done energy. It's the energy that allows you to make your way in the world to express your power positively or negatively. When you develop a marking here, it's almost always the result of an expression of power that was punished. In other words, something happened, you expressed your anger or your energy and the pushback from it was very, very negative. You got punished for it, okay? I see this a lot in sons, sons and fathers, whereas as a son gets older, he starts to feel his oats. He starts to come into his personal power. He starts kind of expanding his boundaries, starts trying to challenge dad a little bit, right? And at some point, Sonny gets too big for his britches and boom, dad lowers the boom on him, right? Uh, and sometimes they get thrown out of the house. Sometimes they get they get a car taken away. Whatever it is, that the 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 younger person often, not always, sometimes it's the other way around. The younger person expresses their energy, and they get punished for it. Uh, Lillian tells one story about a guy who was a college basketball player, last game of the season, and there was this one guy on the opposite team who just kept playing dirty ball kept fouling him, checking him, knocking it down, and just laughing at him because he, he, he knew how to get around the refs. The refs wouldn't catch it. And like the last of the game, this guy checked him, he fouled him, he went down, and when he got up, he looked at the guy with that smirk on his face, and he just blasted the guy right upside the jaw. I think, I think he was on the jaw. Anyway, he hit the guy so hard, he put the guy in the hospital. He actually wound up getting um, suspended from the game. He wound up almost doing jail time, right? And I think I don't think he was even allowed to finish the season. He developed a massive line right here. Okay. Because what happened was the unconscious part of him said, okay, that was not good. I can never, ever let that happen again. And the unconscious mind says, block. It take it makes an arbitrary. You guys know what a governor is? Like if you're on a, if you're in a car that has a governor. It'll go up to 60 miles an hour or 65 miles an hour. Then no matter how hard you press the gas, it won't go any faster. When somebody has a line here, whether it's small or big, when somebody has a line here, what they've literally done is they put a governor on their personal power. And at some point in their life, that block, that, that, that marking will manifest as an inability to go forward. They'll reach a point in their life, they'll achieve, they'll achieve, they'll achieve, and then they'll just stop. They won't go any further. And they won't go any further. They'll find ways to keep themselves at that level or even go backwards until they find a way to resolve that anger. You gotta unpack it. You've gotta get someone like me or someone like my, 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 my students 
uh, trained in NLP hypnosis and, un, and, and face reading and unpack that anger and resolve that anger. Because that's a huge amount of your ability to get on your golden path that's not being tapped into. Okay. So, and I've seen this in women too, right? And it's almost always, it was, it's almost always an anger directed at whoever had the most masculine role in that person's life. Back in the old classical days, it was always a father figure, but now because there's a lot of different dynamics and relationships, it's really whoever had the most young or masculine energy. But this is a big one. I see this one a lot. Uh, people I love have this line and, and, you know, for some reason, they just don't seem to want to clear it up. Maybe they're afraid of their power. Maybe they, you know, you know, but they, they, you know, I've talked to people and, some, and they know they have it, but they don't seem to want to get rid of it. Right. It does go to permission kid. Absolutely. Right. So when you see this line, this person has a whole lot more mojo waiting to come out than they're, they're expressing. Right. If you have it, you might want to get on the phone with us or get one of our packages so you can clear this stuff up yourself, because that's what uh, identity by design is supposed to do. Can this lead to fear of success? Indirectly, yes. Um, and it's because it's, it's not a fear of the success. It's a fear of being punished for expressing the power. Because the, the, the last time it was expressed, the punishment was so severe that um, they just... They just said, no, I'm not ever going to change, take this chance again. Okay. So I hope that answers your question. Tazina says, I have CPTSD. Well, we can work with that. We're survivors, David. Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay. So um, here's what we're going to do. Just a reminder. Um, it's getting close to the end. We're going to start going into some of your other questions soon. But just for those of you who came in late, we do have a, a last minute opportunity for you guys to um, grab a hold of one of our few remaining packages. Uh, this is our webinar special that expires at 11.59 p.m. These fast action bonuses down here expire when I log off the webinar. It's our face reading for fun and profit home study course. Now, if you have any of the markings that I've talked about and you need to get rid of them, you need to get this course because it will show you how to find them, what they mean, and what to do to get rid of them. That's why I put this course together the way that I did because once you know what the markings mean, what they imply, you can use your identity by design techniques to help get rid of them. And you can use vibrational healing to, to, to build on that process. Okay. So the Identity by Design Hypnotherapy Home Study course is a $1,497 value. We're going to give that to you absolutely free. We're going to give you vibrational healing, the remote influence and energy healing systems made easy home study course. It's a $1,497 value. We're going to give it to you free. We're going to teach you how to read the rest of the body through people reading for fun and profits, a 997 course. Uh, we're going to give it to you free. We're going to give you the how to uh, lie to me if you dare, how to catch a liar crash course valued at $97, absolutely free. For those of you who are the, among the first 25 people to register before I log off the webinar tonight, you're going to get the NLP Power Mastermind Practice Group three-month trial membership and the 10-year archive, uh, $594 value, absolutely free. Right, you're going to get the the the, the pre-release version of our face reading for fun and profit level two training, with the extra bonus material, fourteen hundred ninety-seven dollar value. You cannot get this on the website at all, and you're going to receive a free VIP bonus ticket to our next live face reading event or our virtual face reading event. You're also going to get a bonus copy of that training. So whatever training you attend, you're going to get a free video copy of the training you attend, in addition to all the other videos that uh, are listed in this package. It's a total value of uh, $3,447 just for that one bonus. Total value is $11,123. You can get it all today for just one low investment or one low installment of $997, or if you need to, you can break it up into three easy installments of $399. That should be $399, not $397. Uh, all you got to do to get it is go to www.nlppower.com forward slash face, www.nlppower.com forward slash face. Once again, www.nlppower.com forward slash face. Uh, Scott is asking if I made the first payment, 397, what all co content do I get and how do I access it? Reach out to Stephanie directly. She will answer all of those questions for you. That's why she is my administrative goddess. Okay. Um, so that being said, let's talk about some other stuff. Um, the last set of lines I want to talk about on the face in terms of emotions are very similar. 
they're very, very similar to this line. But these lines emerge from the side of the nose and they travel diagonally down the bridge of the nose. My teacher Lillian calls these disempowerment lines. And I really kind of have a problem with that word because I don't think it actually, um, I don't think it actually, hold on a second, I got to change my screen. Um, so once again, the lines I'm talking about are right here. They start at the inner canthus a lot of times and they travel diagonally down the side of the nose. Okay, hold on a second. My daughter's coming up here. Okay. And my teacher, Lillian Bridges, calls these disempowerment lines. And if you get her book, uh, Face Reading in Chinese Medicine, um, you'll see this as a disempowerment line. But I don't, call them, I don't call them disempowerment lines because I don't think that the word disempowerment accurately describes the behavior. So I call these particular lines appeasement lines. And let me explain that. Just like suspended needle and suspended sword, this person, their boundaries were infringed upon. They, they expressed their power. They, they said no in some way. And what happened was this person, when they expressed their anger and they pushed back, the, the, the retaliation for them trying to maintain their boundary was so severe that rather than just lock down their power, this person decided to lapse into appeasement. In other words, they tried to placate the person's anger. They tried to make things better, to make things right. Okay, um, the person with suspended needle, they just repress shit, okay? They may even get passive aggressive. This person wants to make things all better. This person will not express their anger. They will not, if someone like, again, and I don't, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way. How many of you guys, I'm sorry, my nose is itching like crazy. How many of you guys remember an old television show called All in the Family? Just type it in if you remember the, the show. If you don't, you can probably find copies of it. Okay. If you do remember, you're as old as I am, right? Yes, Edith, right? Well, Edith is exactly who I'm talking about. The, 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 the character of Edith, played by actress Maureen Stapleton, was the poster child for appeasement. Stockholm Syndrome, right, for lack of a better word. Anytime Archie was pissed off, anytime Archie was mad at something, Edith would do whatever she could do to make it all better, right? You will see this, you will see this behavior in a, in, in a large, large majority of abusive relationships. When there's a lot of domestic abuse going on, you will see somebody manifesting appeasement lines, okay? Not always, but many times. I've had people come into my clinic, it looks like somebody took an X-Acto knife and just scratched and, dro and dremeled those lines right into their nose. These are people that have very weak boundaries, that if they feel like they've offend, they've given offense in any way, they will bend over backwards to make things right, okay? Anybody here who's worried about uh, sociopaths and narcissists see a flag here? Do you think people with this kind of marking might be more easy prey to those kinds of people, right? So we need, if we have these, we need to fix that shit. We need to fix it. We need to fix it fast. Okay. And again, I'm not trying to scare anyone, but there are certain, there are, again, you got to remember that social predators, which is where we're going to, what we're going to talk about a little bit before we end the webinar, because I promised you I would. Social predators are amazingly good hunters. What that means is they have a type. 
They know what to look for in terms of speech, behavior, body language, okay? And if you don't understand the flags you're sending out, you have no clue who's reading you and who's, and, and who's targeting you, okay? So face reading in terms of profiling ourselves gives us the ability to pinpoint things we didn't even know was a problem. Yep. Uh, Bill Chan says, I noticed somebody in her early 20s doesn't have any lines, but when she laughs, I noticed the peasant lines. Yes. Yes. Many times these, these, emotion, these, these particular lines only manifest during the emotion, but if, if they've had a lot of it, if their emotional life is full of this, these experiences, they'll mark even when, um, even when they're not expressing the emotion or feeling the emotion. And, and here's what I mean by that. You, how many of you have heard of something called microexpressions? Yes or no? Type in it. If you've heard of microexpressions, um, just type it in the chat. Okay. Here's how I look at face reading versus Eggman's work on microexpressions. <clears throat> microexpressions, for those of you who don't know what microexpressions are, when, whenever a human being attempts to repress or, or control an emotion, the emotion starts to leak. They take conscious control over it. And so they'll get these little You know, these, little, these little, tiny little micro-expression movements. Paul Ekman discovered these and, and correlated them as a way of, they, they, they manifest when people are repressing an emotion. When you look at face reading and the markings in the face, what you are seeing are the consequences of a lifetime of microexpressions. The more times you, you, you go through, you, you flex those muscles, the more you're going to mark it, okay? So they're very much different but complementary ways of unmasking the face and exploring, um, exploring how people process. Armada Interceptor says, how do I search for, my, for enemy lines? I don't know what an enemy line is. You have, to, you have to explain that to me, Armada. Okay. So has this been useful so far? Yes or yes? Cool. Excellent. All right. So type in the chat what you guys want to talk about next. This is, it's now your webinar. You tell me what you want. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you. Aaron Cross has uh, made a donation, and I truly appreciate his uh, his his, uh, his donation and, and his gratitude. Thank you. I'm grateful for your gratitude. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Okay. Can I get an amen? Yes, you can. Amen, brothers and sisters. Right. I gotta tell you, I you know, long before I I, I came across face reading, many many years ago, I was interested in it, but I had other priorities at the time, and I'm glad I followed those. But I was meant to do this part, you know, face reading was meant to be part of the, the message I bring to the world to empower people. And short of NLP and um, handwriting analysis, it has been one of the most powerful human understanding tools and influence tools I've come across. I have never found it to be wrong. I've had people lie to me and then prove me right later, right? Okay. Uh, in order to fix dissociation from emotions, you have to unpack the emotional trauma, Bill. And that is, is outside the purview of this class. But if you want to know how to do that, um, the face reading for fun and profit package and the personality transformation program that I, I talked about will give you all those tools. But I highly recommend after you learn them, you, you teach them to somebody. And when they're competent enough, have them run you through it or call us and we'll run you through it. Three-sided white eyes also sends red flags. Yes, there's a, I have a whole module in uh, face reading one on three-sided eyes. Let me see what we got here. All right, so you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, some some no some no-nos? Yes, no? Um, so um, Ashley is, Ashley's saying, I have the fear dots, most noticeable when I get zip-lipped. How do we unpack these traumas? Is it a point? Yes. 
everything in our in our in our therapeutic applications, Ashlyn, is going to start with point to where you feel it and unpack it. Okay. <laughs> Misty said someone analyzed my friend's handwriting and said she was not getting none. Um, that can show up in handwriting, Miss T. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the bad guys, shall we? Okay. So when we start to look at predators, uh, for those of you interested in private sessions, um, I don't really discuss my private sessions in the webinar, but if you reach out to Stephanie at 858-282-4663, um, she can answer those questions for you. Hold on a second, let me just scroll down here. Um, I want to make sure everybody's getting taken care of. Okay, well, let's talk about Fred issue. So here's the thing. There's, there's a con, again, when we talk about face reading, one of the things that we have to understand is that face reading takes us from the, you know, three-dimensional nuts and bolts level of, of, of reality all the way up to the spiritual woo-woo, white light, new age, foo-foo stuff that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. The nice thing about face reading is that everything works. So what we're going to talk about, once again, goes back to in, in classical face reading, what we consider to be the Shen level of, um, of face reading. And so for that, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to sort through some pictures and uh, I will share those with you. But one of the things when we start looking at scanning for, and I got to use this word, potential sociopaths, narcissists, um, dark triads, possessed people, we're going to be looking at the eyes. Almost, almost invariably, most of what we're looking at is the eyes. I'm going to show you, um, again, I have to sort through the pictures, so I apologize in advance, but you guys wanted to know about this stuff, and I want, to, I want to keep my promise to you. So one of the things we look at with people, and Shen deals, and by the way, when we're talking about Shen, what we're talking about is psycho-emotional uh, health. Personality is, personality is part of it, but it's also schizophrenia, uh, um, all types of mental disorders, luck and charisma. These are all things that go into the, the Shen or spiritual level. And the, spirit, the Shen level is anything to do with the mind, if that makes sense. If, if there was one word that we could distill the Shen aspect, S-H-E-N too, it would be the mind. Okay. It's a little oversimplification, but it's good enough for now. So are you guys with me so far? Uh, Stacy Smith is asking, if someone has pain lines from long-term physical pain, can those lines be cleared as well? 100% yes. There, I have not found a single line on the face that, that is created by emotion or Jing deficiency that can't be transformed if enough Jing is generated or released or the trauma is resolved. I, 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 again, I, I, I firmly believe that. My clinical experience has shown me that. Um, some things take longer than others. Sometimes you get these one session wonders and boom, they have a completely different face in an hour. You know, sometimes it's three to five sessions, right? Slowly unpacking the onion layers behind something. But the, the short answer is, yeah, you can do it, right? Okay, so Nathan's asking, how do I carry on conversations while reading facial expressions? Focus on one or two things at a time and just allow your unconscious mind to draw your attention to subtle shifts in that one or two things until it's just automatic for you. When it comes to the old classical approach to face reading, classical face reading is very intuitive. If you're from, coming from the classical school like Lillian teaches, then the first thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna get rapport with your subject. And you're going to, whatever feature draws your attention first, that's what you're going to talk about. Okay. That's classical, intuitive, uh, vibrationally based face reading, vibrational psychotherapy. In the system I'm teaching, we take a systematic approach. We, we start at the, the hairline and we zigzag down the face based on eye tracking patterns. 
and we teach you how to unpack a feature. We teach you everything about that feature so that you know in a split second as you cross that feature what it means, and then you move on to the next feature. So you literally start at the hairline and you zigzag down. And and you can you can literally using that process systematically, you can create a personality profile uh, in someone in as little as ninety seconds. And we and we actually do that on day three. We actually put up random pictures that are submitted by by students, and I pick other people to read their faces. And they just go down. They just go from headline to chin, and they tell they they say what they see, and then we check with the person who submitted the photograph. And um, I don't think we've had one student yet that hit below eighty percent. Most of the students hit above ninety percent, ninety-five percent with our readings. Ninety seconds, three days. Thank you for listening to the Unlimited Influence. Reprogram your subconscious mind with Dr. David Snyder. Stay updated by visiting at www.davidsnydernlp.com and follow social media accounts. If you want to reprogram your subconscious mind, don't hesitate to call me at 858-282-4663 and we can talk more about what your mind has to offer. 